Can I refill your eggnog for you? Get you something to eat? Drive you out to the middle of nowhere? Leave you for dead? No, I'm doing just fine, Clark. Fruits of being up till four in the morning working on production <laughs> value. That can only mean one thing. Uh, what's that? Uh, we're doing a Christmas vacation show. Oh yeah. I meant the clip, not the. Oh, the being up till four in the morning working on production. Oh, value. I, I thought. I thought you know it's part well, of I your job. I had a late show. I didn't get home till twelve. Um, from the show the work work and then um the real work began yeah enchantress was passed out it's late for her so i i it's late for most all people right i sunk sunk into the couch and put christmas vacation on for the fourth time and i'm actually watching it for the fifth time now uh on on vhs mind you if you hear a, a mild grinding sound in the background that would be the uh yeah, actually, uh, this Christmas is fun. Behind me. Um, our local theater, the theater I talk about all the time, Squeezer, I saw Batman Returns there in 92, Jurassic Park. I saw so many good movies there when I was a kid. Terminated still exists, and um, they, they now started playing, like, old movies every month. And um, oh, they had like, a lot of good Halloween ones during the Halloween season, but we just found out about it too late. And we were seeing Spider-Verse on uh, Sunday after it came out. And we saw a thing that they were playing Christmas Vacation the following Wednesday, which was this past Wednesday. And we, we knew we had to we had to make this a new tradition. So we yeah, were there. That's awesome. How, it, how was it uh, on the big screen? It was awesome. It was, like, it makes, I don't know, seeing it, like, any comedy, I feel like in a, on, in a theater with a group of people makes it funnier inherently. Because mm-hmm. when you're laughing at other what other people are laughing at, not like you're like following along, but it just it makes it funnier. You like and you're forced to pay attention because there's no web browsers. You're not on your phone. You're just you're you're zoned into the movie. There's no distractions whatsoever. Yeah. So even Enchantress enjoyed it more than she ever has before. Uh, so and her family and my aunt came. It was a good time. So we're gonna try and make that. Hopefully. Um, uh, Tilmanate keeps it up and we could keep it a yearly tradition, but it was, a, yeah, that would be awesome. It was fun. It was the first time uh, I ever was, saw it on the big screen. A uh, good crowd. It was uh, about half full, which is perfect crowd. Yeah. And everyone in there loved, like everyone in there wasn't seeing it for the first time. You know, everyone in there loved it. Like everyone was kind of crowded around like the bathrooms at the end there. And we're, and, and as we were making jokes, people started chiming in who are in there. Mm-hmm. Um, that's cool. Yeah, there's a, a community. There really is like, I don't have to say a community again around Christmas vacation, but it really is like a, a, a standard. Like it, it's a, it's a Christmas standard. Everyone knows it. Um, yeah, I don't. I'm not- and I was surprised to even see like I, I, I wouldn't when I first when I was digging into him a little my research and just you know basic info or whatever that it did get like mixed reviews and people thought 
oh, it's just another sequel, not nearly as good as the original. Right, because they were comparing. National Lampoon's Vacation, it's a good movie. It's fine. I, I don't think watch Christmas it. Vacation's better than National Lampoon's. Well, I watch, I've seen Christmas Vacation probably 20 times more, 30, 100 times more than I've seen. Uh, oh, vacation, European vacation, or Vegas vacation, or whatever the hell that re- reboot was. Vacation. Yeah, that's all I ever wanted. Um, yeah, I uh, like this was like I said, my at my grandparents' house uh, on my mom's side. My grandfather had uh, seven thousand VHS tapes because he would copy everything. Um, so you had your pick. My dad said when we went there, it was either you watch the. Uh, the beta of our family trip to Disney World, mm-hmm. or you watch Christmas Vacation. Yeah, I mean, that's so we tough, watch Christmas watch Vacation, both, and yeah. doesn't matter when it was—May, June, July—we uh, would watch Christmas Vacation. See, the the thing about like, okay, Christmas Story plays all day, and it's a watchable, but I'm not the I'm not like Gaga over it. Ah, uh, yeah. And, and this it, is again. I I got to be careful when I get into this. People, you know. We'll see here. You know, it's a positive show, and I don't want the hate to start flowing. No, I like it. I I like the movie. I just, eh. you know, I tune it in, and but I'm not like, oh, I gotta see, like, because I, I I guess it's because I know it's gonna be on on Christmas Day, and you know, I don't. It's it's for our parents, like that's them as a kid. But then for our parents, Christmas Vacation is also them, you know when we are growing up and it, and it, that's, that's the bond. Cause it's us as kids and it's also our parents. Like it rep, there's representation for both of us. Yeah. And, um, I don't know. There's, it's just, it's a, it's a fucking great. Yeah. There's a whole write up when I was reading about how they rip in hindsight, they look at it and it's an, uh, an analogy and a, a breakdown of the failure of the middle class and the end of the night. I'm like, okay, this is getting a little too deep. No. It's uh, it was based on a, a magazine article by John Hughes, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So he didn't. Uh, he hated sequels. Didn't want anything to do with them. And they came to him. And I guess he had nothing to do with European Vacation. Um, which, <laughs> if you've seen European Vacation and you've seen some of John Hughes's films, especially back then. You would understand. Look, he had nothing to do it. He got a writing credit because he created the characters. Yeah, created by characters created by. Um, him. But they came to him. They wanted the Christmas one, and he had a story already written for National Lampoon's magazine, and so he kind of just pulled that out and retweaked it. And when I was uh, when Enchantress and I were on our own vacation. Um, we're, when we were in Barcelona, we kind of like relax. Usually when we're in like one of those countries, we're like all over the place and don't get me wrong. We were still all the fuck over the place, but we had a couple extra days built in this really gorgeous rooftop pool to relax in. So I read this book, uh, that, uh, Enchantress got me about how Caddyshack was made. And basically, um, they couldn't tell the story of Caddyshack without telling the story of National Lampoon. And it's it's kind of it's a great read. Um, I'll post it on uh, my Instagram story. The book title it's a, it's she got it for me on Kindle. I read it in I don't know four days there. So fantastic story. But how um, they they came to like leave Harvard, start this magazine, make Animal House, and then uh, two splinter groups. One went on to make Blues Brothers. Another group went on to make. Caddyshack, but um, in that, like John, getting John Hughes involved, uh, writing for the magazine and stuff. It's a great read. It's a 
highly suggested. Not for you, Squeezer. You still got timeline to finish. I will finish timeline in time. <laughs> in time. Uh, so, yeah. I'm, see, I'm, I'm still not. This, you could be listening to this on Christmas Eve mm-hmm. or Christmas. Here's you settle this for me, Squeezer. We're gonna decide when we're releasing it now. I, I, now I was gonna release it on Christmas Day, but I feel like Christmas stuff has a shelf life. As soon as like the clock hits midnight on December 26, I feel like people are like. Turn the lights off. Stop the music. Stop the merriness. Oh, yeah. Actually, Fuck no. I'm all. with you 100 percent on that. I, I, I. Depending on what it is, I kind of like the the decorations, the feel, the lights. Um, keep that going. I'm a keep a few things under the tree for a while kind of guy. Um, and you know there's going to be cookies abound, but like you know all all the Christmas cards that you get and people send you. Um, all those family ones and all the, Hey, look at us. We have a dog. Um, we have one of those things. We sent one out this year with our cat, but it's because Uh Olive was in the tree and she's got one eye. She's adorable. Oh, you, you, you sent them out, huh? We did. We did. Mm. It was adorable. To to all your friends and family. Yeah. We must have missed you. You know Mm. what? Are you sure? Because. She checked. She had your address because we've sent you stuff before. And well, to be fair, that. I don't look for those things because I really, I'm against cards. I don't believe in them. Um, oh, they're, was, they're Enchantress's favorite thing. She has, like, I just try to keep up with her. She has a card for everything and every situation. She's just that good at that. And and they're like not just like your your. Hallmark, like she gets them off Etsy with like really personal, like heartfelt meaning to it, and you're like, oh my god, you you're you win at this, you win, all right, you win. <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, Mrs. Squeezer's family, they uh, intentionally like go out of the way to try to make each other cry. Oh yeah, um, yeah, with yeah. their cards each yeah. year, which I don't get because I just I don't understand crying either. Yeah, just put um, all you got to do is put the end of Scrooge on for me, and um, I we watched uh-huh. that tonight. Uh, that's Enchantress and I celebrate. We started a tradition, tradition last year. Christmas Adam, she calls it, because Adam came before Eve. Ah, gotcha. That's, oh, look at that! Is some clever shit right there. Congratulations. Yeah, that's tonight. So we gave all our gifts except uh, we're gonna give one tomorrow and then two on Christmas Day. Mm-hmm. But everything else was given. I, you know what? Why? I was just thinking that. Why can't you stretch out? Like we do stuff. We like we started today too with some family. Um, and then tomorrow is a very busy Christmas Eve or today, whatever. Well, getting back to this, re- releasing it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're really so, going on. But our- let me get back to, uh, the stroke of midnight Christmas day. And I have a thing I want to, I have an idea, but. No, oh, no. And, and to, to add on to what you Christmas said. Christmas Eve is my, is I got even more going on Christmas Eve than I even do Christmas day. So if it's a matter of releasing it, I say release it Christmas Eve. Cause that's. Should, should I no. put it out as soon as we're done tonight? Yeah, sure. Yeah, so that okay. people have it for the yeah. next two days if they want right. to, you know, and then, you know, or you listen to it the day after and yeah. you expand your holiday. Because why can't we do, I should start telling my family, hey, how about the day <laughs> after Christmas? We do some shit and, you know, let's make this thing a three day, four day event. Well, that's what we did this year because uh, it's it's a Tuesday Christmas. So we each took a vacation day on Wednesday. 26 and we're just using it to um i don't know day drink (laughs) that's no that sounds good i guess other people do have real jobs where they can't just 
you know. Oh yeah, you, where I'm like, you're, you're I don't boss, feel like working so, yeah. this week, so I'm just gonna. Yeah, you know, just nah, fuck it. People, you I'm not working a, this you week. You just send me a, a message, or you didn't even tell me in a message. You just update our shared iCal. Squeeze are not available. Well, to be fair, I bit. mentioned it on uh, the show the week before. <laughs> uh, that's true. Just getting the dirty laundry out of the way. But what I'm thinking is, at the stroke of midnight, Christmas Day, where is that day, Chris, the 26th? Is it midnight that day or midnight? That would be 23 Christmas. hours and 40 minutes from now. We it's technically everybody twelve twenty a.m. on Christmas Eve Eastern time, as the crow flies, as they say. Okay. Well, I mean, at the end of Christmas, like when is it Christmas? Is it midnight? So midnight Christmas Eve is now. At midnight Christmas Eve happened twenty minutes ago, Squeezer. Okay, so midnight Christmas Day is at the end of Christmas Eve. I guess. I don't know. You're asking the wrong person. Or is it vice versa? All, all I know is, so when Christmas is over that night, like when it goes from the 25th to the 26th, yeah, that like that card sorter that all those nice friendly cards that everyone sends you are in there, mm-hmm. um, it just, everything starts funneling down neatly into a shredder <laughs> and just slices each individual, every picture of your beautiful children and your dog and the farmhouse behind you into fine, thin strips of paper that can be placed inside uh, your rabbit cage. <laughs> you, I, knowing you, I think I would have thought you'd you would be the type to burn it. Oh, that's not a bad idea. I guess I could do that. Generate some heat. Yeah, I, uh, I um, am going to be. Spending... Well, you could still shred it and then uh, pack it with uh, uh, some wax. And you have a nice, uh, a nice Christmas candle for the next year. That's true. Yeah, there you go. And a little sizzle every time it hits some paper. Can I give a shout out to our friend of ours, Squeezer? Absolutely. Um, I recorded him, uh, Anthony Cubbage, his band Cubbage, doing Christmas songs on uh, Thursday, and for 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 TV and my. God, does this kid, you know, uh, firsthand, we, we had him on our show, not this yeah. show, but our work show, what kind of voice he has, but just him, mm-hmm. it was him alone, just doing Christmas songs and his own take on them. And they were fantastic. Check out Cubbage. I really have a feeling this kid and his band. Ooh, are we attaching ourselves to someone like, so we could say back in the day? I, I, I did that that day. I think we both did. Oh yeah. I think, yeah, we did. We were both like, one day Some, we are a bunch of jaded assholes, but this one gonna, was like, hmm. You're gonna be playing Coachella and we're gonna be like telling everyone we had them on our show first. But I, I, I really think like I don't know if enough people haven't heard them or not. Uh they're a, a Philly based band, Cubbage. C U B B A G E Cubbage. Check them out. Uh if you like Kings of Leon. Uh, Coldplay. What else would you? I don't know, but they're um, even, they're even a Radiohead. Even he's got a kind of a Tom York. He's got really good voice. I'll ask him. I'll I'll text him and ask him if I could post one of his uh, Christmas songs on Christmas to our radios, just a little bit to our our story, just so you get a taste of him. 
But I just wanted to give him a shout out because um, we got a little bit of an audience. I'm like, if I could get some of our our fans listening to him, you know, maybe the right person hears him. Yeah, that's what we do here. We spread the love. Might, might as well, you know, introduce some someone to something that's um, not 30 years old. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's not. I don't think he's even 30 years old. He's, he's a Jesus. kid. He's like 24. But this is something you and I both No idea on. what the hell we're talking about then. That's yeah. On any show. Yeah, that's why I brought it up for, for you because I knew. <laughs> Do you remember 1997? No. Oh, boom. Oh. Uh, so uh, what are we, we're talking all about Christmas vacation on this show. And not the not what Squeezer takes for three weeks in December and January every year. We're talking about wow. the, we're talking about the movie. Wow. Are you trying to guilt me into it? Because it doesn't hurt enough to uh, go and work. So <laughs> I know I, I'm uh, I'm sending you right now a uh, <laughs> I constantly send you memes based on what we do for a living. Work in television production. I'm sending you now a Santa-based one that you're gonna get a get a kick out of. Uh, so while while you look at that and and um, enjoy it, I, I think I go first this week, right? <laughs> yeah, isn't that great? Um, so I, I go first this week, and I planned it this way way back when because if I'm going first, you might as well start with the titles. Uh, the animated opening sequence for the movie. Santa coming to the Griswold house. His reindeer looking so like they don't give a flying fuck. And Santa just being... Santa's kind of like Clark Griswold in this situation, right? Uh, yeah, but, he, but he's like... Uh, you know what I always I thought? like, And this is a, a hindsight. You have to have seen it after the fact. but uh, And we spoke about this. And I was introduced to mind-blowing... Um, pun of Santa Claus, like you know, the Tim Allen vehicle. Mm-hmm. But like they, they kind of had a couple of little elements like that, where like they had like uh, uh, he had like a candy cane radio, and like the reindeer were like you know yeah. fighter pilots kind of thing. Like they kind of had a, a I little, don't know. Like, I, I think uh, uh, Santa putting they clearly his... ripped that off. Yeah, we clearly ripped it off. But Santa putting his finger in the broken bulb and shorting out and like electrocuting him—that's like a me. I'm. Sur- are you not surprised that hasn't happened to me yet? Oh no! Yeah, while well, you're hot gluing him the thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, so I broke a bulb. Here's a true story. I broke a bulb on that thing, and so it wouldn't short out. I filled it with hot glue. <laughs> I didn't ever replace the bulb. It worked. They haven't shortened out. Uh, is it a parallel circuit? Well, uh, it would be right because yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, hot glue is not going to 
conductor. No, hot glue is not conductor. Oh. If it does, oh my god, could you imagine? Well, they do. They have like that ink and shit now. Yeah, but hot glue is not conductor. Yeah. No, they will come. They will come. Just um, pouring hot metal on things. So uh, this is the song "Christmas Vacation" is performed by Mavis Staples. So cut to like four years ago, I'm doing video support for a Mavis Staples show. I'm like, who the fuck is Mavis Staples? Like, I never heard of this person before in my life. And I'm like, I'm like Wikipediaing her while we're waiting for the show to start. And I see that she does this. She performs this song. This is her song. Mm-hmm. And her tour manager. I was at that show. Were you with it with me when he the tour manager I was there. came up and was like, hey, uh, blah, blah, blah. Do you know anything about Mavis Staples? And I'm like, yeah, she records, she does uh, Christmas Vacation with, and he was, he went down and told her, and she was like tickled pink by the fact that we all remember that. I, I, I'm, uh, my face was probably buried in my phone. Yeah. Uh. The t- the tour manager came up, and was talking to us about it, and I'm like, yeah, she does Christmas Vacation. We're huge fans, and I don't know that many, like, I guess, to her, were young people say they're maybe mm-hmm. stable fans and he went down and i told her that we were big fans of christmas vacation and knew that there was her and she was all tickled pink about it yeah no she was fantastic too yeah she could sing yeah because the champ was there that's right the champ was there larry holmes because um, he was a big fan and then more people wanted pictures with him it was very weird <laughs> the, the, the same this is the man who called me uh, two days ago, about turkeys. This is the champion of the world, ladies and gentlemen. We produce a show. Um, Squeezer, myself, and a handful of other people. Well, I don't anymore. No, you're never there on Mondays anymore. I'm never there. I don't work Mondays anymore. We've been anymore. doing the show for so freaking long. You know, I've been doing uh, the show. That for... was my. I, I still think people are going to find this show 20 years from now and think it's the greatest piece of like yeah. Tim and Eric style production. <laughs> I've been doing Larry Holmes' show for 11 years now, Squeezer, directing it and producing it. Well, now I, I, Dougie directs it, and I'm just the executive producer, but, I mean, come on. he doesn't do anything. That means I don't do anything. I just go in and I talk to the champ. Champ likes to hang out at our studio. He sold his bar, so he's nowhere to hang out, so. We, so that means we should put a bar in the studio. We really should. That would be great. Uh, so those opening titles are awesome. Um, yes. And uh, that song just kicks kicks it off, the Christmas Vacation song. I, I noticed that on my – so I've probably seen it hundreds of times. Yeah. Um, I would easily put it up there with um, – because, I mean, I would have seen this before I even saw well, Aliens. I find myself like, – of, of those movies, like you have your top five movies, but then your top five movies that you've seen more than any other movie – because you even know, like, you know, there's how much shit that I need to watch out there. I will still rewatch the same thing, even... It's a comfort thing. So I find myself... This, this is clearly my top five. I find myself... Now, the, the, the refrain is so absurd. Hip, hip, hooray for Christmas vacation. And I find myself, like, walking around going, hip, hip, hooray for Christmas vacation. Singing around the house constantly. Mm-hmm. Come, like, November 1st. Um... Like, people are singing Joy to the World and Jingle Bells. I'm like, hip, hip, hooray for Christmas vacation. Even though now that I'm 36, it's a two-day event. But fuck it. I'm hip, hip, hooray for it. And the movie, quite oh, frankly. Oh, yeah. 
And I, well, I'm just not, even not, the way it opens up on on the Warner's Brothers logo, and then the music kicks in, and I'm sitting, I was watching it from the very beginning, and I go, "Wow, this just it really just pops right from the start, just right into it." Uh, Squeezer, this movie wasn't made by the Warner Brothers brothers. You said Warner's Brothers. Did I? <laughs> yeah, Warner's I had to call you on that. All one. right, Mister Grammar Asshole person you no that's like i'm so infuriated by and because this is some kind of shit that i would call other people out on um i just i've lost all ability to make a comeback i just i have been humbled it's my one win out of 110 episodes or so squeezer you have to give it to me oh you just iron sheik humbled me right there i humbled you jabroni ah all right now i'm on a high let's get to your first pick all right, let's get technical. I can't wait. You want to hurry this up, Clark? I'm freezing my baguettes off. 250 strands of light, 100 individual bulbs per strand for a grand total of 25,000 imported Italian twinkle lights. Hey! 25,000. Well, I hope somebody I know drives by and sees me standing in the yard staring at the house in my pajamas. If they know your dad, they won't think anything of it. Oh. <laughs> I, you could say the same uh, for what, my Were dad. the neighbors taking out the recycling during that clip? Nah, I was getting ready to... Ah, uh, uh, there you go. It's Christmas, Squeezer. Ah, uh, it's, Chris, it, it's Christmas Eve. It sure hell is. And for me, that it means it's Christmas. And to be fair, Christmas vacation takes place... It actually never occurs on Christmas. So that's another thing. We should actually have to release it on Christmas Eve because Christmas true. never hits in this movie. They open up those little doors on every day but... Christmas. The the last yeah. one they opened is the twenty fourth. Yep. Um I think it was the they start in the teens and it starts picking up. I think it starts uh, the fourteenth. Or the eleventh. The eleventh. I don't know. I just I just watched it a hundred times. I should know what day they start. But <laughs> yeah, seriously. Um and to be fair also, you know, you don't know what day it is that they go to get the tree. That's true, you don't. You don't. Um, or one of those good so, old-fashioned Santa Claus neckties that Clark already has. <laughs> um, oh, right now he's talking to Eddie, uh, drinking out of the Wally World mugs. Uh, so I wanted to get into how much I, was I told you. What's that? I just did a John Candy. The moose outside should have told you. <laughs> Oh, there was actually a, a funny little because uh, I was going through all of the. Um, oh, oh, how about that for that Easter stuff? egg? By the way, Squeezer, can we talk about that Easter egg at the end of the movie when she's grabbing his crotch and? No, no, no. Well, that, but like the oh. Easter egg of having the Wally World mugs. Oh yes, mugs. Oh, uh, but like someone a pointed out a little throwback. Oh yeah. Um, but when uh. She goes, uh, it's our family's first kidnapping. She's actually lying to the police because they technically kidnapped John Candy. They did. They did. Uh, so well, they, I wanted to yeah. get into. All right, go ahead. Um, maybe she meant our extended family. You know what I mean? Uh, I mean, semantics. she was standing right next to him when her <laughs> husband held a gun to a security guard. Semantics. No, I mean, like, because their parents and cousins were there. You know, oh, it's, it's it's as a family, it's an extended family's first. I, mean, I don't want to call out uh, John Hughes for his, uh, failure in continuity, <laughs> but he really, I mean, someone dropped the ball on that one. 
All right, let's get uh, let's get technical, Squeeze. Let's get technical. Break this shit so down. I wanted to get into. Um, I was always curious, and they even play. They show um, the the meter spinning and the power company throwing on the auxiliary power. <laughs> um, you notice auxiliary is spelled wrong. Nuclear. Uh, and uh, I wanted to get into how much that would actually, how much it would actually generate, how much it would actually cost, and then it got me thinking: Is it even feasible to do what he did? And the short answer is absolutely not. It's impossible for a residential unit to actually do what Clark did. So in 1989, back up, you're not talking about putting the lights up. You're talking about forcing a town to push to auxiliary nuclear power. You're talking uh, about that. Right? Well, they wouldn't have to push the nuclear power, but no residential home uh, is provided with enough amperage to actually pr- provide the energy to light all those bulbs. Are you sure? So, yes. Yes, absolutely. Broke it down. So those are C7 bulbs. Uh, those are what's not, out front of my house right now. Uh, either C7 or C9. Mine they're, C7. Hard, they're hard to tell. Uh, I know I have seen I have seen nines. Mine's are and after doing my research, I'm definitely switching to LEDs for next year. Wow. Uh, I mean, and, and I mean, what? It's probably like cost me like fifteen bucks they, for the season. They don't look the but same though. I I do agree, but they're getting close. They're not. I actually though. just replaced my tree lights with LEDs. Uh, yeah, but outside because I, I didn't have, and I I go with the color ones there too. You can't just squeeze the same reason I used the airy kit when we're shooting. That that fucking soft glow cannot be replaced. You're, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa! You're lecturing me on this? Yeah, I know, I know. We don't have to discuss this. You're with me 100. percent In fact, you were the one who who pushes me towards that. But you and I both agree, incandescence. Like if if we're gonna oh, destroy, by far, it's so superior. If people are gonna drive suburbans with one person driving, I'm sorry, I could use fucking incandescence to light and make it look pretty. <laughs> Uh, it's actually, uh, I read that, uh, the suburbs in the U.S., um, uh, what, light pollution or, uh, just, uh, lighting in, uh, light, uh, noise, what do they call it? Light intensity in the suburbs increases 30 to 50% over the holiday season. That's not enough. Yeah. Um, but, so I wanted to break down, uh, like the cost of it, how much it would cost. And so for Clark to do what he's doing now, to be fair, he starts lighting the house and it's probably, let's say it's only lit to max for what, like a week, right? Mm, These numbers were based yeah, off it, of like if they did it for a month, it, which most people it, it kind of, I do mine, you it, know, in like the very beginning of December. It took him, I mean, Margo and Todd were discussing getting a tree by the time he got the house lit. So, yeah, it took him pretty much to the almost Christmas to get that shit lit. Yeah, um, and that was so it, it would cost him it, now if you're doing it for like the month per se. So we'll we'll do some math if we want. So let's say and November twenty fifth to December. Uh, there was, or no, let's say no, December first to January first. Let's do that. Yes. Yeah, we're we're doing that because that's what uh, the people fine people at Estately did. I was actually going to do the math, then I realized. Why am I going to do that when I'm sure someone else already did? <laughs> and they did. It was a mortgage website did it. But that information is also provided by the U.S. Department of Energy. So I don't feel like I'm really stealing. Plus, no. every other website stole the exact same thing and then had someone write a story using that exact same information. Mm. But they didn't have the common courtesy to actually, like, you know, 
say that they didn't do it. So I'm openly ripping this off because that's what we do here at the Rogers Podcast. Um, well, we're not. It would have cost three thousand one hundred and ninety-eight dollars um, in, ele- in electric bills uh, for Clark to run those lights. It comes down to roughly twelve dollars an hour, uh, and that's it. And that's if you run it for I think eight hours a night or something like that. I'm sure mine. I, I've got, I've got two strand, two twenty five foot strands running mm-hmm. C nines, C sevens. I'm sorry, yeah. C sevens, C sevens. So I'm sure it that's probably like costs a, you like ten to fifteen bucks if for the season. Yeah, but the the glow you can't beat. You can't. You yeah, cannot no, you can't replicate that. this. I have LEDs inside, and they're they're pitiful, and they mm-hmm. cost like they're forty bucks for the strand. Those C sevens were seven dollars. Ah, they're starting. They're getting closer. I know they're get, yeah. As LEDs get down, but you can't beat that incandescent glow. There, there's that glow. I pull up to my house when they're on at night because I have them on a, a timer. Yeah, when I'm I pull up and I, I leave them burn all night because I, I like the way it looks. And it also, I'm like, I, my house is all lit up now. I feel safer. Um, and uh, plus, it was a pain in the ass to get up there, so they're gonna stay on when they're gonna stay on. Uh, but here's where it started getting weird. So figure probably cost, cost Clark like, you know, 700, 800 bucks uh, for that week of lighting. Uh, not on top of the fact that those lights weren't cheap back then. So it probably cost another couple thousand dollars uh, in just the lights alone. I mean, what did he, what did he spend in window replacement, that man? I mean, I would have thought his bonus check would have went to replacing all the windows. Not just on, after the SWAT team comes. Well, no, the tree first, and then the SWAT team. Oh yeah, a tree. SWAT, not a good point. And the gutters. And the gutters. So the the cost is Clark. They're not really hurting for money, and maybe he had that budgeted in. Here's what he didn't have budgeted in. Um, for those lights, um, at it was. 250 strands of light at 100 bulbs each at a grand total of uh, 250,000 imported Italian twinkle lights. Uh, yeah, but the boxy hat to... said GE. What's that? The boxy brought out, they all said GE. Yeah, well, yeah, isn't General Electric, it's an Italian company. <laughs> um, uh, it br- breaks down to 125,000 watts that he would have used. Uh, and uh, amperage wise, and I'm trying to do the math for do us. Math I don't know. here. This is this is our strong suit here. I don't know the, the um, amperage to wattage to amper. To so it's roughly. So here here's here. Omega, well, the gag the is that it's symbol. all plugged in to that outlet. You know the big goofy electrical hazard. You know uh, that cube taps to and be the cube fair, taps and the cube taps. To be fair, that's nothing compared to my office at work. <laughs> it's terrifying. But you're not also having uh, a couple thousand little heating elements. Well, you just have one eh, big heating element. Have, My I, God, I broke into a sweat going in there the other day. I have a space uh, heater and refrigerator plugged into the same power strip. Yeah, that. Well, at least it's in the power strip. That power strip will eventually trip, um, <laughs> or melt. But so that all goes into one outlet on a switch, which means it uh, has to be because it's all on that one switch. Has to be on one circuit. 
And in most cases, it's going to be a 15 amp circuit. Okay. Maybe you could say it's a 20 because it's in the garage. Okay. We'll you would need 20. 87 15 amp circuits. Um to power for for that to actually work that breaker would trip the second the 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 millisecond that you plug that in that breaker would go kapoof if he if he really you would need uh to have like a 600 amp uh service line going into your house which no one has most people are like 100 meg i have 60 god forbid my table my lights dim when i turn my table saw on so um now the equivalent for him to power that like steadily he would need 22 7 kilowatt diesel generators in his front yard to power those lights so now when people squeeze her now when people do it nowadays with led lights they're pulling Mm -hmm. a fraction of that power for 25 like you have a, a strand of twenty five lights, uh, C sevens or C nines. C sevens, yeah. For for the amount of energy that that one strand pulls, you can run one thousand eight hundred LEDs on it. Yeah, there you go. That's why. Yeah. That's why you see houses decked to the nines now without uh, hundred amp ohm service lines with the red Omega red symbol on them. Now, don't get me wrong; it's still one of the greatest bits in in movie history and it's hilarious and it's iconic and at n- in no point am i trying to put poke plot holes in it it's fun it's funny i'm not being that guy i just want to point that out that i mean if, if we're gonna poke plot holes, I, I, I let's like talk the, about I, like, I just like the idea of seeing 22 diesel generators parked in his front yard the fucking lubricant that he puts on his sled can we talk about that scene sure why does eddie say bingo at the end of it I don't know. Have That's you a good point. I don't know. You just blew my mind again now. Have you thought of that? I was watching it. I was watching and I'm like, why does he say bingo? Huh. I also realized that um, at the time, I had no idea in hell what a Walmart was. Yeah, neither did I. Neither did I. We didn't have Walmart till way later. So it, it didn't even register with me until I was much older and I was like, oh, Walmart. Yeah, but uh, he, he's like, bingo. Now, I so people have theories. Mm-hmm. So people, some people think that the music doesn't fit when he's going down. Like uh, specifically, um, Purple Stuff Podcast claims that they think Wipeout was there originally, but they couldn't get the rights. And he says Wipeout when he hits the thing. Oh. And that makes sense. But I guess they must have ADR'd him saying bingo. I guess you could watch it real closely over and over, like frame by frame, and watch it try to read his lips. Yeah, I don't know, but I, I like that. Like, like boggles my mind. I'm like, why the fuck does he say bingo? Bingo. That it. Oh, you just. I have to like. I don't know if I can watch this the same way now anymore. Yeah, it's tough. You're welcome. But and listen to the stock music they put in there too. It really doesn't fit. And I, and speaking it, of, can we move on? Are you done with your lights? Because I got yeah, I'm good. I, yeah, I'm I'm good. We're uh, just that's our our PSA. So when people want to attempt it themselves, they know uh, to call their local uh, industrial uh, equipment rental place. All right. So this next part is my favorite scene in the movie, and it's the scene that I can relate to as a kid the most.
So I'm going to pause it there. Mm-hmm. And it's just Rusty laying in, in the den or whatever the fuck it is, uh, watching It's a Wonderful Life. Uh, he's got the old style TV, turn the channel five or I think it's turn the channel six with the VCR on top of it. And you see him on the couch and there's like a thing of like walnuts for cracking and there's there's art. He's just like like laid out on the, like that whole TV situation mm-hmm. is is to me Christmas vacation 101. But then like uh, I I was watching and watching and watching and last night it dawned on me and no I I haven't read anywhere where anyone said this before. But it almost seems like they play horror like a horror score underneath the parents. When they come in, I didn't even realize this till last, hmm. like two two nights ago when I was watching, and and I'm like, what the fuck? All right, so I'm gonna play it. Listen, it sounds like almost like a horror movie. Oh, also, I like in this part too the way the doorbell, yeah, like is ominous. Gets more and more ominous. It gets lower and lower as it as it goes on. Well, listen to this, and this might have been I never heard this like. Like I, I'll give credit to other people about about the bingo, but this is something I picked up on my own. Like, listen to the music. I'm gonna crank it up. Folks, 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 Merry Christmas. Look at how big you got. Merry Christmas. Oh, Mom. Knock on the door. You know, they took a pint of fluid out of my lower back. So it's almost like a thriller score, isn't it? Yeah, I, I always heard like, I, I always kind of did like a Home Alone thing in my head. I, I kind of, there was an intensity to it, um, similar to like the preparation scene. I was always lost in the dialogue. I never heard it, but it's like, dun, 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 dun. Oh, I always, call, I always, I always heard it. I loved it. It's such a cool little. But it's, it's the only scene in the movie that has this kind of score. It does stand out. Yeah. This is what Christmas is all about. I'll uh, park the cars and check the luggage, and uh, yeah, I'll be outside for a season. <laughs> I'll be How outside. many times have I said that on a regular basis? I'm outside. For I, the I stole so many lines from this movie. Uh, isn't that scene though with Rusty laying in that den area watching? <laughs> it's a Wonderful Life, like because you know he doesn't give a shit about watching. He's not watching It's a Wonderful Life because no, he wants to sit there and watch It's a Wonderful Life. But as kids, like you didn't have, you, we had no Netflix, we had no Hulu, we hadn't, we had, we had, we were left to what was on television, and you basically watched whatever Christmas type thing was there, and like you didn't pay, you just like laid there. And yeah. like you came out and the TV was on and you didn't always necessarily pick up on it, but as long as something comforting was there, like you were there and like laying there and 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 that scene, I like that's like a warm blanket thrown over me watching that scene. I don't know. I feel like I comfort by seeing that scene and knowing it's in mm-hmm. the movie. I, I just, no, no, you're absolutely right. And for all you know, that was probably on every channel that he could even tune to anyway. Yeah, well, you know the whole deal behind that. Uh, the, they no one had the rights Why? to it. They lost the rights oh. to "It's a Wonderful Life," so Turner just played it over and over and over without ever paying royalties or a dime to anybody. 
uh, nifty little uh, tidbit. You know, uh, Frank Capra, who directed It's a Wonderful Life, his great grandson or great nephew or no grandson because Frank Capra the third was, was uh, AD, uh, AD on, on this movie. Yes, I do know that. Yeah. Uh, I wonder if he was like, uh, can can I can I get a check for this? Yeah. Yeah. No, no one had the rights to it. So Turner Turner took it and played it over and 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 over. And then so did like broadcast stations like fuck it because I think they figured it out. So that's why you don't see it as much anymore. But back when we were kids, it was like all day, every day. Yeah. Um, oh, that was all right. I could see why this might be in it because I, I looked it up and it. I see it's distributed by RKO. These are the same guys that they had issue with King Kong, too. Yes, exactly. As far as uh, royalties, rights, and all that kind of stuff. It was a clusterfuck back then. And, you know, in the same way that they would handle actors and actresses, too, they'd sign them these contracts. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, we have Walt Disney burying Snow White's career just to keep her voices. Yeah, right. Monster. Just a monster. Marine cartoons! R.K. Maroon. That's my Roger Rabbit. Is it pretty good, right? Yeah, it's good, yeah. <laughs> All right, here's your next pick, Smith. Something else, huh, Russ? Yeah, Dad. Isn't it beaut, Audrey? She'll see it later, honey. Her eyes are frozen. Most enduring traditions of the season are best enjoyed in the warm embrace of kith and kin. Kith and kin. <laughs> This tree is a symbol of the spirit of the Griswold family Christmas. Dad, did you bring a saw? <laughs> um, you, didn't, you didn't leave the boom. Boom. I, I tried to. I couldn't get a clean edit in and out. Like it was, uh, well, I was working with what I got. Why didn't you ask me? I, I dropped it all. Uh, uh, you ripped the whole thing? I, I, I took it. Right to Aja off HDMI with I have an okay. H, I have an HDMI. Well, yeah, you're well, you your setup. I'm still in the process of rigging my setup up. I was gonna hopefully rip it all from uh, VHS, but for the life of me, I could not find an RCA cable in my house. I had to go all the way up to the attic because uh, what the hell do I need an RCA cable for? I have uh, um, an HDCP stripper box I bought off Amazon, so it takes that copy I protection. Have, uh, out. The El- I have the Elgato video capture. No, this this is a box that specifically you plug HDMI in and you plug HDMI out and it strips the copy protection off of it. Oh yes. Um, so yeah, I dropped this, the whole this, movie this down. Is particularly to, for uh, analog uh, for oh. VHS, and I have the, this grand idea that one day I'm gonna do something uh, for YouTube involving video games and said thing. But then also, and you know, so my 2019, I have plans of course they're releasing a new uh releasing warcraft 3 remastered and that's uh, a couple thousand hours of my life that i'm gonna lose back in so we're probably gonna have to knock the show back to once every other week uh so i can go back to making my maps um i'll just get my Pee Wee herman so, out of the box and do the show with him wow that hurts not that it'd be good <laughs> i'm not saying it'd be good squeezer well, i i say give it a shot and see what happens <laughs> i mean it's the worst I, that can happen i might finally get committed <laughs> Just leave it. Give me in uh, two hours out of date. I could listen to the podcast. I mean, that might finally give Enchantress the like, like definitive proof. Like, do you hear this? Like, he thinks it's talking back to him. Like, I, I like, I know Squeezer's answering him, but this doll is, yeah, let's, let's lock him in the 
most padded room we have. They're, they're breaking down. Let me give a little public service announcement for the town we live in, Squeezer. The town you grew up in, the town I live in. Mm-hmm. Uh, a movie's coming out. I believe it's called Glass, right? M. Night Shyamalan's latest movie. I don't know. It's probably called Glass. Oh, uh, yeah, Glass. They, they, like, you watch the trailer, the whole fucking thing is filmed at our, man, our Looney Tune, our Looney... Yeah, I know. I get so... I, I used to shoot in there all the time. Yeah. I, I All those locations, like, oh, I remember shooting there and there. That was... You watch, like... That's an awesome place to shoot. Creepy as hell. You watch the, the, the trailer, and you're like, oh, my God, it's all Island Town. And then the funniest part was while they were shooting... They're all staying where where we where we work, and like we saw like Sam Jackson and and uh, oh my God, Miss Rindor. I know this guy we work with is is he was Jason, the guy who helped me get my Star Wars coat. Big Star Wars fan, <laughs> and I mean I would have said Jules Winfield if I'm on the fucking elevator with Sam Jackson, but he goes, oh my God, Mace Windu. Uh, oh my God, Mace Windu. Yeah, they were filming. Uh, my cousin was actually performing at the bar across the street, and. Um, Bruce Willis, I think, dropped a nice little... And I've heard nothing but bad things about Bruce Willis, but he dropped a nice tip in for her, she said. Nice. Yeah. At the Hamilton Bar or Kitchen or whatever the fuck that place is called. Mm-hmm. I've never been inside. Too fancy for me. Uh, yeah. So, Aud- Anywho. Audrey and Russ, and this this is the best iteration, Johnny Galecki and uh, Julia yes. Lewis. Thank you. Both, that's, where I'm, that's where I'm going with this. Both went on to have um, actual careers actual uh great careers uh doing rather well for themselves i mean i mean i don't know what Glecky's gonna do now i mean yeah he had a, he had a he pretty popular that? show for a while but i mean once once that's over i mean i mean what do you really have Isn't he I, still I don't know the... if, i don't know if that if a show like that really sets him up for life um oh yeah he's set for life oh my god he's set for he life. was set for life probably I'm, after roseanne dick. oh well, it depends. I mean, maybe um, I don't know what he's may, maybe maybe uh, definitely after, after the, uh, the nerd theory, show, you yeah. know, he's, he's but I, he's, and in he's all, back on yeah, the Connors he's on now. The Connors, yeah. And ironically, his uh, uh, love interest on the show is Juliet Lewis. Is it? Yeah, they brought her in um, because she is friends with Sarah Gilbert. And so, I spoilers. I guess it's, at, it's already happened. Just for but, me, I'm the only one who's not watching any of this. Um, yeah, there, there's like a little love triangle um, between uh, the three of them, and uh, hmm. it's cool. And she posted like on on Twitter and Instagram and stuff. It's like you know the uh, Griswold kids back together or something like that. And there's a picture of them on, and uh, it was it was kind of cool to see. Um, but originally, so in the first movie, you had. It, it, you had a huge casting because, and well, a huge casting in hindsight. You got Anthony Michael Hall, but at the time it was only like his second or third gig, really. Um, and uh, I think Cousin Eddie's daughter wound up to be having a bigger career out of any of the, the kids in that movie. Oh, really? She's uh, Jenna on uh, 30 Rock. Wait, really? That was her? Yeah, Jane Krasn. I can't say her last name. They had. Uh, Cousin Eddie, uh, as Eddie's daughter in the original vacation is is Jenna from 30 Rock. Holy shit, you're absolutely right. I can't even believe that. Yeah, you never knew I, that? I never even, like, visually now I see it, it's like... Yeah. Huh. Yeah. All right. And, and and she is probably one of the funniest human beings alive just because of oh, 30 yeah. Rock. That, she was so great in that show. 
and it's such a hard where everyone else gets the hard punchline kind of gags. She yeah, she's got to work for him. Is the punchline? Yeah, and she, she like to, and and she pulls it off with a plum in that show. Yes. We're talking Dirty Rock. Oh, it's fantastic. Yeah. So, but and then uh, uh, Audrey was uh, Dana Barron, um, who did did a, a few other things, but. Um, didn't blow up per se as like Anthony Michael Hall. Like he, and so Anthony Michael Hall was asked to do European vacation. He turned it down to do weird science. And so after national, what's that? Good choice on his part. Yeah. Good choice. Absolutely. Go with uh, John Hughes on that one. Cause he was also in 16 candles, you know, in breakfast club, of course. And, and weird science is still my favorite out of all those movies. Um, yeah, I got a, I, I'm, I got a soft spot for a breakfast club. Um, weird science all the way. Come on. Uh, and then, uh, you know, Edward Scissorhands and, um, some huge great roles. And then of course, you know, everyone knows him from the dead zone on USA. Remember Dead zone? No. It ran in the early two thousands. I didn't even know he was alive until he was in the dark night. (laughs) Jesus. Um, and yeah, he was. The in a Batman movie, yeah, so. Yeah. Uh, and then Dana Barron, she actually did reply reprise her role in the, uh, along with Anthony Michael Hall, Jason Lively, uh, who would be Rusty in uh, European Vacation, and Juliette Lewis, along with Beverly D'Angelo and uh, Chevy Chase in the uh, Old Navy commercial. Oh, do you remember right, that right, one? Right, 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 right. Yeah, you I like do. your sweater, Rusty? You like your sweater, Rusty? You like your sweater? And like all the kids are there. Uh, and then they're like the new kids and they don't know. Question, Squeezer. Yes. This is shaky territory, but I had mm-hmm. like a big childhood crush on Beverly D'Angelo. Yeah? Yeah. Big time. From this movie specifically. Hmm. I don't know. She just did it for me as a kid. I was more in her than Julia Lewis. Oh no, I was I was in Julia Lewis. Um, Let's go find your sister. This was her first, not her first. This was her first like a uh, big role, and then right after this, um, she's, she got Cape Fear, and from there, it's like yeah. her career just. Pshoo! She's really good in this movie, though, Julia. Lewis. Oh, she's yeah, she's fantastic, she and yeah, this is like lines, her. But she's really good at the lines she does have. Yeah, and just her her body language, the way she sells it. She well, she comes off as a snotty teenage girl. Yeah, and even in even the relationship between like her and like they're still brother and sister, but they still can't stand each other. But it's not like this contentious like war going on. It's just this picking back and forth. And it sets up one of the best lines in the movie. Like, you don't have to sleep next to your brother. I'm I'm petrified of the things he does in his bed alone, not when he's next to me. And then Beverly D'Angelo has the best line in the movie. Well, I'm sleeping next to your father. We're all making sacrifices. Yeah. Um, I was picturing my mom saying that about my dad. <laughs> like, I get it. Like, I, like, I'm sure my mom felt feels the same way. Um, and then you get uh, Jason Lively, uh, half uh, brother of uh, Blake Lively. Who played Rusty in uh, uh, European Vacation? Don't uh, sadly Dana Hill, who played uh, forget, Audrey it, in it, European Vacation, she passed away from a diabetic stroke at like age thirty something. Jason is also the brother, the full brother of Teen Witch. 
Robin Lively. Oh. I'm sure. That's the one movie yeah, we haven't yeah. talked about. I'm a, a huge <laughs> Teen Witch fan, and one day we should do a show on Teen Witch. If we're going to do an equestrian show, we should do a, a Teen Witch show, which I'd do the full top that rap for you. Uh, you go. I'm going to have to go back and rewatch Teen Witch. I couldn't tell you. A top that. A top that. Come on. You don't know Teen Witch? The top that uh, rap? Nope. Sorry, buddy. Oh, my God. Maybe if I, I actually went, sat down and watched it. Oh. That was one of those movies my mom made me watch way too many times. Ooh, I just cl- Teen Witch budget two point five million dollars, <laughs> box office twenty seven thousand dollars. Ooh, yeah, it its got- entire run. I, I think I, I, I um at Blake Lively and Ryan Reynolds' wedding, Robin redid top that dance for them, like as her coming out for the the bridesmaid. Even though she wasn't in the scene in the movie. Hmm. That's what I hear. I don't know. I'm a huge fucking Teen Witch fan. Dudish and I have done top that in this. Uh, Jason, our Jason, our friend Jason Squeezer, mm-hmm. have done top that in the studio, where we like perform it. All right, I'll put it. It's on the list. All right. Yeah, Teen Witch is Robin Lively's uh, Blake Lively's half sister, but also uh-huh. the sister of Rusty from European Vacation. Uh, and then you get uh, Johnny Glecky and Juliet Lewis, who were both kind of new faces, uh, who would, like we said, go on to be and best Rusty in the history of Rusties. What? You think he's better than Anthony Michael Hall? Oh, way better than Anthony. Michael I, I I think so too. I also like the dynamic that he is the younger brother. I think it just it just works I do. better. It works better, and also I think that he sold it when when he asked him to help with the lights, and he starts dropping Chevy Chase lines on him. Mm-hmm. Oh, look at the time. Oh, and, and he, does no, he starts no looking at his fake watch gotta, and stuff. Yeah, got to feed the hog. Like all these old classic Chevy Chase lines. Like th- that was that was a great little hat tip right there. And he, he... Ooh, wow. I'm sorry. I'm watching this on. I, I, I noticed a few things in it where it's clearly shot on a uh, on a back lot. Oh, all, every um, matte painting of the house. Well, the, not just a matte painting, even a close-up, like them, when they walked out the steps, you could see it was clearly just cotton wadding oh, yeah, that was yeah. wet down. Yeah, if, if that um, if that moon was really that big, it would, like, destroy the earth. Yeah, it's like Majora's Mask. Yeah, right, exactly. Um, and then, actually, uh, the house next door, uh, Todd and Margo's house, is actually the Murtaugh's home. Oh, really? Yeah, that's actually uh, the Murtaugh's home in all Lethal Weapon movies. So at the same time, so only like two years earlier, um, Mel Gibson was uh, triangle choking uh, Gary Busey in that front yard. How about that? That's something. Yeah. And then Ethan Embry and Marisol Nichols uh, were in the uh, Vegas one. Ethan um, Embry has a bit of a career. I liked him in um, Empire Records. Various other things. Oh, yeah. But not a huge He's more known for Empire Records than Vegas Vacation. Mm-hmm. As uh, most people would want to be. But, uh, yeah, that wasn't that good of a movie. Although Beverly and D'Angelo is pretty smoking hot in the movie. I could see why Wayne Newton would want a piece of that. <laughs> um, but, no, uh, uh, Galecki and Julia Lewis win it. They're the hands down the best. Uh, Absolutely. Audrey and Ross. And I agree with these guys on that. Shall we move on? 
Uh, let's let's shout. Right, here's another scene uh, where where basically um, Clark Griswold is reliving his version of the Rad Years. Christmas is the time of year for being with the ones we love, sharing so much joy and cheer. What a wonderful feeling! I just love the scenes of him in the attic. Like crying over his old Christmas eight millimeters squeezer. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's sweet. It is so sweet. And is uh, and then Uncle Lewis in the background, like getting the presents out of the trunk. It's uh, uh, uh there's comedy and there's there's it, it like hits you in the heart because like you when when you watch old video uh, like for us old VHS of our our Christmas, we have the same like swept up feelings and then they just get you with the comedic pulling the attic down like that whole attic scene is something that comes from our youth like they don't build attics like that anymore you know what i mean no oh yeah and you go up there and just explore and find weird oh, yeah. shit and they, they we had the same sort of door where you pulled it down and the stairs came down and then like there were <laughs> certain parts you couldn't walk in or you very well might fall through the wall uh did you notice a little incontinuity there was that when when he's downstairs and he pulls it and he gets hit in the face yeah it's yeah. a slide oh yeah but when he's in the attic trying to break down it's a folding ladder yeah it's a folding ladder yeah yeah well they had the for the comedic elements yeah of course i'm not again i, I i'm not gonna be that guy it's just stuff that i no see. but, but ha- also when i when i walk up in the attics i also just have ray charles in my head all the time too so yeah great song that song should it's be a more song that song should be played more. That that's a great fucking Christmas song. That's just you know like- what? I was thinking about. I wanted to bring this up earlier when I knew you were going to talk about the uh, the opening. Um, I, I forgot. But why isn't that played on? Like we we get uh, like Charlie Brown and shit and uh, fucking Mariah Carey's the even number the Carpenters one like like yeah Mariah Carey. I can I could live without hearing all I want for Christmas is you. A hundred times less every no, why season. Why it is? Because every time you just go on uh, any one of your music apps and you play Christmas music, it's on every single fucking uh, thing. It's played on every radio station. So, of course, it's going to be played. Um, but, yeah, that song's great. And, and that whole, like, everything about that scene, the whole attic and the, the, the attic door and the old shit in your attic and putting, like, being dressed in it. It's just such, like, it, it that that like transcends Christmas. That is is growing up in our radier generation. Yeah, and it's perfect timing and cut in there too. It's just this little breath from all the comedy. You kind of need that to regroup, right. and it adds it's, a lot of depth yeah, the, to Clark. Yeah, the feeling and how, how why he wants it, and 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 the same goes for all of us. Like we're hosting Christmas this year, and I Christmas, and I and I, I feel myself wanting to go above and beyond to make it some like big thing like i'm like i i like send mm-hmm. a poll like what kind of alcohol and that no one's like let's just have like wine and beer we're fine and champagne like just keep it no-. and you're like you, the, the tendency is to like like try and recreate and and just read my review when you get off of this squeezer of 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 christmas crunches here 
I kind of went in and I kind of got philosophical on it. But oh, okay. um, I feel like uh, I don't know. It's 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 when we're trying to recapture those good memories, you got to really think of uh, uh, and 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 why creating new ones also uh, like. And this is the whole point of Christmas in general, Squeezer, and I think you agree. Um, think of other people. And I was going to wait till the end of the show, but let's do it now. We don't ask mm-hmm. you to pay a dollar for this show. A cent, nothing. There's no advertising whatsoever. So if you like this show, just why don't you donate to St. Jude's or like your local soup kitchen or give like a couple bucks to a person on the street that's looking for it do i have to do this (laughs) uh yes you do squeezer Uh, i've been atoning for that 500 dollar jacket i bought uh i'm still i still don't feel right about it but like that's all we ask if you really enjoy the show and you you enjoyed these five christmas episodes we did squeezer you could agree with this right Eh, most of it goes to administration. Not St. Jude's. Eh, that, that commercial costs money. Well, I mean, well, that then all that commercial and all that stuff goes to... And, and, and believe me, those guys making that commercial sure as hell weren't doing it out of the goodness of their hearts. All right, we gotta... You're really bringing down my nice vibe here, Squeezer. Okay, do something nice. Yeah, that's all we ask. We don't ask you to pay for the show. And we're never asking to sit through... Uh, commercials or anything. So I felt like it's all we can ask of you is to, to, to give it back. And I don't know, do something. If it's not money, you know, yeah, I don't think it has to be financial. In any help way someone out or be nice. Just be fucking nice to someone who's a dick. And that would be huge. I am actually really working hard at that. And sometimes it's out of spite. Like, the more dickish you are to me, the nicer I'm going to be, just because it's going to piss you off even more. But sometimes I just want to make your... I purposely... I, I Slowly, I realized I'm becoming... Like, I was always bothered as a kid, like, when... Like, my dad would just talk to people. Especially, like, you know, just at, like, a register. Yeah. Like, that small talk. That might make them day. I realize, yeah. like, sometimes I'm just being really nice. I just... Nice. Yeah. Just, you know, they're stuck there all day. Go. A little chit-chat can go a long way. As long as you're not holding up the lines, trying to buy a roll of paper, <laughs> roll of wrapping paper at the Dollar Tree, and there's only three registers and there's a thousand people trying to spend a dollar on wrapping paper, shut the hell up and give me my damn wrapping paper. Uh, can I just throw the dollar at you? <laughs> all, right, fact, well, all, right, all right, well, all right, well, calm down. All right, cool your jets. The 94 right. cents change. All right. all right, pump the brakes, squeezer, pump the brakes. Get me all fired up. <laughs> Got you all fired up. Just do do something nice for your fellow human being in the name of rad years, in the name of all those good memories. And then if you have to, a few reviews back on radyears.com, I posted the last seven minutes of Scrooge where Bill Murray just makes you realize that it's you don't have you could feel this way all year round. All you have to do is 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 just be a better person. And that's that's what we ask for our fee for doing this every week because we enjoy it and we want you to enjoy it. And um, that's not that's not too much to ask, right, Squeezer? No. no, or you could just do, what was that? Cl- My dad would always tell me that that clown that was on TV back in the day that would 
tell kids to get pictures of presidents out of their mommy and daddy's wallets and mail them to him. <laughs> he went to jail. It's a great idea, though. Kids are dumb. How would, uh, how would parents have pictures of their presidents? Oh, 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 yes. oh money. Yes. Squeezer, I'm slow. You got to be quicker with me. <laughs> oh, sorry. Yeah, he went to jail. <laughs> he that, that was actually a thing? Yeah. Hey, go go in your mommy that get some pictures of presidents and mail them to me. They would get stupid Ryan looking through like where's George Bush in this one? Oh, they're going you're going everyone's passing there's some really smart kid and he's like, "Well, Franklin wasn't the president, so you're not getting that one." Right. Uh Ben yeah, Franklin was is this is Dan here. I mean, my parents never had a Ben Franklin in their wallet, I could tell you that much. <laughs> Point. Uh, I couldn't tell you the first time I saw a hundred dollar bill. I probably didn't even realize it was real. I'm like, look at all these Washingtons. Um, no Bushes or yeah, Clintons there, so or Reagan's. I, I, I still, you know, where is uh, Spirit of Christmas and Christmas Vacation like on the playlists? What do you mean? Going back to what we're actually talking about. Oh. Uh well, we didn't really necessarily. No, we we're talking about the attic. But full sir, like I still had that thought in my head, like why are I want I want to hear those, like why aren't those on the radio? Why aren't those on the? Oh on yeah, the, yeah, that's the song. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, that those two specifically, all the songs in this one are just are really good. Or just if I'm driving and all of a sudden a John Williams score from Home Alone pops on the radio, I'm gonna start driving like a maniac. I got I got that score on Mondo. That Home I saw that. That was pretty awesome. Beautiful. That's that's another one has great great songs on it, but I still think Christmas Vacation has the cakes. Even when, uh, well, we'll talk about it later. But uh, let's move on. Squeeze your next pick. This is one of my favorites. I can't wait to hear what your thoughts on it are. I, I actually I need, I think you know my thoughts on it. I need help figuring out why I have those thoughts. <laughs> and why is the carpet all wet, Todd? I don't know, Margo. That's it. It's short. It's like nine seconds. Yeah. Why is it my favorite line of dialogue in cinematic history? Uh, maybe his delivery. Why is it so goddamn funny? It's. I think it's his delivery. They made T-shirts out of it, so it's not just you. Oh, it's great. And like, it, I told the story too. I was working a, a shoot, and I'm like laying in the trunk of a car with a radio pressed to my head, and like the actors driving, and there's another one in there, and he goes. Why is a carpet all wet, Todd? And this person is confused. And I'm in the trunk of a car, and I just yell out, "I don't know, Margot." <laughs> and it just it, it just made my day. I'm like, I was so excited to hear this I person say, "No, Margot." Uh, I don't. It it's so they're the true brilliantly victims of delivered movie. and just acted and and Nicholas Guest and Julia Louis Dreyfus actually absolutely killed these characters. They absolutely did. Yeah, she would go on. She had a pretty decent career herself. A little bit. Um. Bit. I mean, not you can't even just say Seinfeld. She's had so many Emmy award winning and like lauded ap- series, like Julia Louis. She, she's currently in. She one. was award. She got the Mark Twain Award this year. It's the highest honor you can possibly receive. Yeah, she's currently she's, in. It's better than any Academy Award or you know Emmy. A, an award winning show. Veep is still going on, right? Veep is still going on. She had that uh, new Christine, old Christine, yeah. Christine show. Yeah. Uh, which was which was uh, it did well lauded for its time yeah I mean, yeah what was, uh, her husband wrote it too oh really yeah um 
she had that one. She was on that Seinfeld show for a while. <laughs> little uh, little show called Seinfeld. She was Elaine Bennis. I don't know. You know, she, so she beat out Patricia Heaton, Rosie O'Donnell, and Megan Mullaney for that role. Mm-hmm. That's pretty big. Uh, I didn't know. You know, she was on SNL. Yes, she was. I completely. That's in like those dark days of SNL. It was, not uh, even the John right? Lovitz days, but the like early eighties. It was eighty five, I think. I don't know for sure on that. Uh, yeah, 83 to 85. 83 to 85, yeah, I knew she was early. Yeah. That's where she met her husband. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. They've been together forever. Uh, Kevin Smith waxes on about, like, their relationship. Have you ever heard him that's crying about awesome. him when he sat behind them? Not how long they've been together. And uh, Nicholas Guest, um, who uh, plays Todd, uh, is a brother of Christopher Guest. Who's he? Uh, I don't know. He cranked his oh. performance up to eleven. I'll say uh, that. Christopher Guest. He oh no, he no, no. is Nicholas the... Guest. Nicholas Guest cranked his performance up to eleven. Oh yes, no, but Christopher Guest is to be the the fourth Baron Hayden Guest. Um, they have they their family has one of those weird British titles that go back. Um. But uh, Christopher Guest, being the older one, would inherit the title. But since his children are adopted. Uh, eventually that title would then pass to Nicholas Guest, if for all those that care. Uh, I I started looking up the uh, British peerage titles and stuff, and I just started going down a wormhole. Christopher Guest is best known for... uh, Spinal Tap. Spinal Tap. What's that Uh, training movie? Mighty Wind. Best uh, in Show. Best in Show. show. And um, he wrote on... uh, He wrote on... um, SNL, mm-hmm. and he was terrific on that. But um, Nicholas Guest, now he does a lot of uh, VO work and stuff. And it, it's funny for like his role in Christmas Vacation. Like I don't know why he didn't blow up more. If you you should I, go go back and listen to Jamie Lee Curtis on uh, Chris Hardwick's uh, what is the ID Ten T Nerdist Chris Hardwick. She talks about like she's married to Chris Guest, mm-hmm. and she there's a lot of like backstory about that. Yeah, but. But yeah, that's a that's a brilliant family. He's a brilliant guy. Chris Guest is one of the funniest people on the planet. Mm-hmm. Hands down. Uh, and married, but, married to Laurie Strode, so that's a oh yeah, it's a feather in his cap. Um, there's something I I don't know what it is. It's just the delivery, the timing, everything, the the, the writing. It, it's not. I, I wonder if they knew what it would be when you're looking at it on a script. No, I don't think any of like, them thought it would be what it is. Honestly, you can't. What it is. Because it is. I'm not wrong, right? It is like one of those. It's a throwaway line that became so much more, right? Right. Well, that's the whole movie. Is that if you think about it. Like, look how many Christmas movies are made. And look how many are actually evergreen hits. Like, who would have thought Elf would have been such a huge, like, success that it was? Being so silly. Christmas Vacation. These are movies that, like, like no one could probably go... People could go their whole life without ever seeing Vacation, European Vacation, Vegas Vacation. But mm-hmm. I guarantee you they've heard of and seen Christmas Vacation. There's not merch made for the other vacations. There's fucking <laughs> merch for Christmas Vacation and, and, and heavy merch. Like, there's not... Fucking Funko Pops made for the other movies, but Christmas Vacation has a cereal. I bought it at near Comic Con. 
You're with me. Yeah. Like that's that's what this movie and that's what lines like that mean. Like you get T-shirts that say "I don't know, Margo." Like that's you know people on trivia make their team names. I don't know, Margo. Like that's zeitgeist shit. Yeah. Yeah, but it just it brings me so much pleasure. That line, I'll recite it in my head. Or I'll just blurt it out. Um, with so many other lines from this com- this movie, I was gonna say commercial. This movie it really wasn't a commercial or anything, but Kellogg's Honey Bunches of Oats that are there when. Ah uh, yes. And this next scene, that's a good segue to my next scene. Oh, look at you in the movie. Malakalikimaka is a thing to say on a bright Hawaiian Christmas day. That's the island greeting that we send to you from the land where palm trees sway. Here we know that Christmas will be green and bright, the sun to shine by day, and all the stars at night. So, the. Just so you know, at home, uh, it's Kellogg's Nut and Honey Crunch. I screwed up the name, and I I wanted to, I double checked it to make sure. Ooh, of all people, yeah, you can't. I can't screw up breakfast cereal. I'm in the midst of a big time cereal re- review, and you know that company in particular, I don't want to screw up because they <laughs> might be contributing. Here's a little hint to our Christmas Day special review. Don't forget to check that out. By the way, it's going to be awesome. Two delicious cereals that you might not even heard of yet. Um, I love this scene. Uh, so he meets Mary. Uh, no shit. Uh, when he's That's shopping. That's my name. Great scene, and that was on my list, but I took it off because uh, I, 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 I like more like the leading up to it, like the band playing, the, the, the shots of the street outside. But mm-hmm. um, so like the whole like fantasizing about the pool with Malika Malika Mikey like I don't know if the song would even be fucking popular if it wasn't for this movie, but then again like those two other songs that we just talked about aren't popular so I really I really don't I'm talking to my they ass. should be, I want to know who makes that call yeah like why aren't they out there like someone has to make those decisions yeah. so uh, Ruby Sue comes down and she's shitting rocks that uh, Santa Claus isn't gonna come down. <laughs> Meanwhile, Clark's got uh, gone from six to midnight because he's imagining Mary coming out of his pool. But like uh, the, six, I get it. The whole pool scene, the whole pool thread line, like there's really, there's really not a whole lot of inciting incident in this movie. It's basically a guy wondering if he could build a pool for his family and get the bonus to do it. And and it's not it's not a, at this point. Do you realize it's not a major plot point? No, no, it's not. There's no really major plot point in the movie. There, it's it goes from like seeing it, like it's like a series of stitched up scenes. It's almost sketches, but they're mm-hmm. all like interwoven. And um, like I really like when he's at his desk with the, like the toy pool. Where the fuck did he get that? Like what that pool? Is, uh, yeah, I always wondered that. What pool time. company wasted their money on that? Uh, if you read one of my uh, reviews for. Um, Lucky Charms Frosted Flakes I did a few days ago, Squeezer. I described the flakes of b- tasting like they were coated in Clark's non-nutritive cereal varnish, <laughs> um, which is he's working on in this movie. Uh, and uh, when he's probably contemplating what to do with that, he's playing with this like diving board on this tiny little pool. 
Well, you know, whatever it was, it was a brilliant move by that pool company to do that because Clark's the kind of guy that a model like that would sell him on the pool. Right. <laughs> you think that'd work on me? Yes. Yeah, you're probably right. That's... I'm gonna start. That's what I'm gonna start doing. I'm just gonna start making models of things. Like, I'm. I'm the. That's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna make a model of a camera case next. Hang on. I'll write this down. Uh, yeah, something about that pool model really sold me, and, th- and that whole scene and like the o- the whole, uh, and then he sits down and um, he's kind of flustered and the we're kind of shitting shitting bricks and he shouldn't say that word shitting rocks, um, <laughs> as so as kids we'd say shitting rocks all the time, and it was kind of that like way we can get away with saying shitting like our parents would like uh, like my dad would find it too adorable that we'd say uh, shitting rocks you know. <laughs> we sue. Um, but there's very much a Christmas vibe in, and in, in, in somehow they managed to thread it through all of this, even though that the house is kind of like bigger than what we grew up in the whole, the whole cramped feeling that with all the family and it really puts you in a place where you can picture yourself and your family in that situation. And I really think that's why this movie resonates so well with all of us. Uh, and um, I don't know, if you weren't living in that house, what else would you be living in, Squeezer? So, when did you get the uh, tenement on wheels? Oh, that there, that, uh, that's an RV. Yeah, yeah, I barred it off a buddy of mine. He took my house, I took the RV. <laughs> it's a good-looking vehicle, ain't it? Yeah, it's so nice parked in the driveway. Yeah, it sure does. But don't you go falling in love with it now, because we're taking it with us when we leave here next month. <laughs> <laughs> you you pot me down there, right? I did. So it was a smooth transition? You didn't hear me answer under the clip and then me realize that you were setting me up? I didn't hear you answer. Perfect. That's a smooth transition. Good job. Okay. Well, that's why we're here. That's what we do here. I even squeezed last and I listened to your clips to make sure I wasn't stealing for what I did in the intro. That's how well cohesive we are this week. Ah, uh, so we're good. I even sent you these like 24 hours in advance. I know. I was impressed. Yeah. Um, that there, that's an RV. RV. Um, that was my, my grandfather who we used to, um, he, that was one of his favorite lines like with me with uh why is the carpet all wet tied i don't know margo that was his and it was one of those things where you'd just be walking around walking around and out of nowhere out of the blue for no reason he goes that there that's an rv and he could be pointing at anything like trash doesn't matter it just it made his day just to say that line it just kind of felt good rolling off the tongue (laughs) it does feel good that there's an rv my sister and i said constantly yes and real butte clark (laughs) yeah uh, and again, he loved this movie to death. You know, we would watch it all the time with him. Um, so for me, that RV is a little something special. It just kind of, you know, brings me back. And um, it really is an iconic piece of uh, like it, it's up. It's a it's the DeLorean. It's 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 fucking it's Mad Max. It's bullet like but it's just ugly. Like it's an iconic piece of cinema history, um, and to quote Indiana Jones, it belongs in a museum. Well, folks, it is. It is. Is it? Yeah. Oh yeah, it is. 
Make yourself out to Medina, Ohio, to Castle Noel. And it's a Christmas uh, museum in Ohio. Of course, it's in Ohio. Um, and it, it, it's there. It was Aren't vandalized a couple years ago. When I was Ohio? looking up, there's some stories that got vandalized. But you can dress up as Cousin Eddie and take your picture dumping sewage right next to the RV. Aren't all vehicle museums in Ohio? Wait, hold on. Back up. What? This RV is in a museum. Is the Eagle 5 in a museum? Uh, uh-huh. That is, in my opinion, the most famous of RVs. That is Lone Stars and Barfs. I don't I don't know if that's there. It's, let's drive around Ohio till you find it. I think it was just a model. Probably. Yeah. Because they, they shot it the same way uh, mm. Star Wars shot theirs. Yeah, uh, and then they but they didn't load up with fireworks and blow it up. No, not that particular one, but they blew up some shit. That movie's Spaceballs is legit. People. Oh hell yeah! Uh, so uh, cousin Eddie's RV. It's a 1972 uh, Condor Two. It's a RV made by the Condor Motorhomes out of California. It's on a Ford chassis. So when sometimes you look it up and people call it a Ford Condor. I yeah. was searching for that, and then I was I got on a bunch of like car and truck and rv forums and whew, man you call it that and some yes. people are like no 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 it's just so your fucking roll squeezer it's just a chassis oh. and people are going into all kinds of numbers about stuff that i don't know the fuck they're talking about i wish i was a car guy oh i was hoping I'm... you were breaking some rv numbers down for us oh i try i honestly there's not a whole lot about these things well it's a little cramped uh, with the kids but uh <laughs> From what I did gather, it was actually quite a comfy uh, vehicle on the inside. Uh, a little e- extravagant, very uh, almost posh, lush, uh, from what I gather, from just reading people's stories uh, Great I, about these vehicles. My only, my my one issue I have with it is a lot of these were, it's for me, it's a little rusty for a vehicle that most likely... Uh, came out of the southwest well, it could have been near the salton sea he's out near uh, vegas, true but right? also they were from kansas um yeah well they were living in vegas by vegas vacation they could have been that's true but um yeah it, it's just it, it it means so much in this film and it, the the role it it plays it just it, it becomes a major well, vehicle in in the eventual plot that develops in the last like ten minutes of the movie, yeah. um, when Eddie does the uh, kidnapping. But I, I, other than that, my my favorite part about it though is it's revealed before you actually even uh, realize it, because there is a uh, an over an aerial shot with uh, uh, with the massive mat uh, ma- the painting of the massive moon. Um, when the house is lit up and when Eddie makes his first appearance after Clark goes down the line and, uh, uh, you know, is fishing for compliments. Right. Real nice, Eddie. Clark. But, but, but before that, you actually see the RV parked in the driveway. That's great. Yeah, it, it's not. It's it's funny. It's not there in, in the shot where there's no lights. Um. Uh, when right when the scene well, starts, Squeezer, I don't know if you know this. father in law saying he's freezing his baguettes off. I don't know if you know this, but an RV can sneak up on you. 
Oh, it's and especially this one, which it's it's funny because it, when it actually does drive, it's so goddamn loud too. It's right. like well, that shot when it. Drives how do you know by. he didn't pop it in a neutral and coast it down to Clark's oh, he house? Could maybe he might have been out of fuel. He might have. Um, but yeah, all of a sudden it just appears in the driveway, and then Eddie's there, and uh, that reveal of just his, his look. And it, what's what kind of bums me out is it doesn't for me it didn't have quite the impact. Because I saw this before I saw Vacation. Um, and so you so did it feel like you woke fan- up with your head sewn to the carpet, surprised? <laughs> no, no, not with my head sewn to the carpet, surprised. But I'm sure that there's some fans that were going in really excited, you know, that had seen it, and then oh, there's Eddie, and they're like immediately they know yeah, it's a where this is episode. going. Yeah. He makes um, the movie. He's he's great in the movie. He's phenomenal. And is he is there a role he's better known for? I mean, he's cousin Eddie. And even even in Independence Day, he's and, cousin Eddie to me. And even even as the lawyer in Caddyshack Two, which is a great movie. <laughs> Ever putt with a wedgie? Oh, all the pros are doing it. I think one of the best, like the when we were watching the theater, uh, I a lot, what got a big laugh is when you see the outline of his dicky underneath his shirt. Uh, in the scene. Oh with, yes, that was uh, his wife's idea was to go the route, do the the sweater and a dicky combo. Now, a, a, what a dicky is is a turtleneck, but it only has like a front square and a back area that you put underneath like a shirt. It's not a full shirt. It's called a dicky. And then you, if you look at him in the white shirt, you see the black dicky outline in the. It's fucking hysterical. Yeah. And, and like all the leaders do, let's go find your sister. <laughs> when he's like big punches him. Like, mm-hmm. oh my God, that's classic sleazeball fucking, like it's perfect. It's like to a, like to a T. And like when he tries to go and, and hug uh, Helen and she backs yeah. off. Just, yeah, it's her own son. Yeah. No, no, no. I mean, uh, not Helen. What's, what's Clark's wife's name? Oh, uh, Ellen. Alan, yeah. When he goes to hug her, and she she backs off right away. Oh yeah, so um, brother, like the whole family is just repulsed by. Yeah, and then, and then the cat food but and the... they still in, but yet they still invite him in. Yeah, well you gotta do it. It's family. blood. The cat food and the, the jello mode. It is good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she wrapped their jello mode. God damn it! She wrapped her cat. That is some fried pussy cat. Leave it in the box. They had nine lives. They're all gone now. <laughs> you just spent them all. You just spent them all. That's it. Yeah, that's great. Bingo. I like to fumigate this here chair. Oh, now we're just quoting Christmas Vacation. Yeah, it's, it is a fine. What is he called? A fine item or something like that? Uh, yeah, it's a fine item. Yeah, it's a, he wants to buy it from. And then uh, when he's like cleaning out the shitter, he picks up that saucer with the hole in it from from Clark <laughs> and takes it away. That's a. It's, a, it's another fine item. Shitter's full as a kid. Does it get any better than that? Uh, Merry no. Christmas, shitter's full. Uh, that's a Christmas uh, greeting uh, of a millennia right there. Merry you know Christmas. How many shitter's full? Check our shitters. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Have you checked our shitters? Yeah, I was actually, I, at one point, I was thinking about just talking about like the profanity in this movie. It's not over the top, it's not used vulgarly. It's sewn in to the writing and the dialogue just perfectly At the, when when clark loses it we're gonna be the hap hap happiest bunch of assholes this side of the nest or well, yeah. since danny 
Ben Crosby tap dance with Danny fucking K. Yeah, that's the famous line. Um, yeah, it, it just. But that's how a, a dad would use it. Like when he loses, yes. got in mind. They use it just yeah. right. Just right. Yeah, it's not like he's doing a podcast and just pissed at kids for out. singing about cheap baloney. <laughs> hey, just just for your peace of mind, squeezer. I went uh-huh. food shopping for Christmas. I got I got two half rings of Kutztown ring baloney. One garlic. Kutztown brand. Could both Kutztown brown. Brown. Good. Brand, good. Brand. One garlic, one regular. Awesome. <coughs> Very good. I'm not. I'm not. There's some brands that I I am repulsed by. I'm not going to name them. Uh, but uh, I, I just said I'm not going to name them. I'm naming them. Uh, you, did you get my picture though? The, all that cheese there. The horseradish and the buffalo cheese. No, I didn't. I, I snapped it to you. You got to look at your Snapchat every once in a while, Squeezer. Oh, I deleted it. <coughs> oh, you did? It was taking up a room. Oh, my God. I, I've sent you like 10 Snapchats in the last that are good. Oh. Ah, I don't know. Oh, our, 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 Dirk got a I'm shout so out. Old. Dirk got a shout out on Bruce Pritchard's podcast. I sent that to you today. Oh, really? Because you uh, you mentioned him in that post? Well, no, no, no. It was he, They did the podcast before. He goes, my... my uh, the, the handheld cameraman Dirk, best cameraman in the business. That uh, Bruce loves pot and booze, by the way. Just why? Oh, okay, why I was gonna. Now it's all making sense. Why he'd call Dirk? I mean, I love Dirk, but that's why he'd call Dirk one of the best cameramen. Say, we're talking about the same guy, and then now it all clicks. Dirk once gave me a cookie that he said eat eat the thing. It's one dose, and my God, I was at a Dirty Heads <laughs> concert. Yeah, I've told the story many times to you, Squeezer. I lost mm-hmm. my fucking mind. So this Dirk, he got, well, I was excited though. My favorite podcast, something to wrestle with Bruce Prichard. Bruce gave him a shout out. I'm like, I know him. <laughs> I sent it to his son Dylan. Dylan sent it to him right away. Dirk probably got his got a kick out of it. Uh, all right, here's my next bet. <sighs> What's wrong? Honey. <laughs> it's bigger than you expected? <laughs> Smaller? <laughs> what is it? It's a, it's a one-year membership in the Jelly of the Month Club. <sighs> oh, God. Clark, it's the gift that keeps on giving the whole year. That it is, Edward. That it is indeed. I'm sorry, Clark. This isn't the biggest bag over the head punch in the face I ever. Son. I believe that last scene in because my sister and I to this day, whenever whenever we drink anything and we're together, like like beer or anything, our, uh, after we're done drinking, our first response is, it's good, it's good. <laughs> the, I'm ta- so much of this movie influenced us. Oh, I know. I know. It's crazy. It's crazy. Um, but I'm talking about the Jelly of the Month Club. 
than the gift that keeps on giving all year <laughs> round. That it is better. Like you pointed out that I would enjoy it. I th- I'm not thinking about it. I would enjoy Jelly of the Month Club. I like you Jelly. Would. Yeah, I would. I, I, I anybody who would, who would be like, oh, I'm okay with a Jelly. I, how many monthly clubs do I belong to? I don't even know. Like I, I get a something of the month. <laughs> like at least five times a month. <laughs> And that was like, and and how many of them actually even just get open? How many of them just like, oh, there's a box and it just goes in the pile? Yeah, and, and now it's like, like, like a thing. Everyone gets like, like, like loot crate and and Funko boxes. But back Dollar that, Shave Club, like for a while, it like disappeared. Like the monthly subscription box, like the this of a month. Like now, you now you you'd be hard pressed to find something. Someone who's not getting something delivered monthly. I, mean, I, I think it's because all of a sudden this infrastructure just popped up and there's the Amazon model. So we're like, oh, we can just mail people shit. Yeah. Oh, it's easy, especially with stamps.com. <laughs> Not a sponsor, by the way. Fuck stamps.com. I'm going to say it right now. I can. I have the ability to say that. We're not hindered. Take that stamps.com money and uh, I, I, don't t- I don't know what to do with it. Do whatever you want with it. All right. Can I have it? No, you can't have it. Oh. Buy, register yourself in a Jelly of the Month club. I'm going to look for one, Squeeze, and see if I can <laughs> get in one. And then maybe every month I'll talk about the jelly I get on here. I'm going to Google it, and I guarantee you it's just going to come up with Christmas vacation stuff. <laughs> yeah, I know. It'll be a delightful way to eat English muffins every month on the Rad Ears podcast. That's all I have to say about that. That was a quick one. That's why I put it last. Ready for your next? Ready for your last pick, Squeeze? Oh, yeah. All right, here we go. Hold on. Mark? Mm. Clark. That's Bill, sir. Are you the one who was working on that non-nutritive cereal varnish? Yes, sir. I've got to give a speech to a trade group. I'd like to mention it. Write up a brief summary and have it to me by the end of the day. My pleasure. Layman's terms, none of that inside bullshit jargon that nobody understands. Yes, sir. <laughs> oh, Mrs. Shirley, uh, we got your Christmas card the other day, and my family and I are very flattered that you remembered us. Corporate cards. Don't forget that report, Bill. Yes, sir. Thank you. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Kiss my ass. Kiss his ass. Kiss your ass. Happy Hanukkah. Now, I'm throwing out some love to Mr. Shirley, to Brian Doyle, Doyle Murray, but he, I had to leave the entire clip in because that ending is just phenomenal. Who also has a small part in the movie Scrooge playing um, Bill Murray's father, even though he's his brother. He's got yeah. both his brothers in that movie. He also had a part in the original Vacation movie. He was the uh, guy working at the uh, at the camp. He... um. If you if you want to know more about Brian Doyle Murphy, um, Murray, Murray, duh, read that book, uh, that Caddyshack book I was telling you about. Like it really, like he was involved in National Lampoon first. He brought his brother Bill in, and um, there's just some great stories. He fell in love with Gilda Radner, I, I believe. Oh, that's actually shit. I forgot to DVR that. That was on the night. What? Or last night? Uh, they. Uh... They were doing a profile on, I think CNN was doing a Gilda Radner profile. Uh, 
he fell in love with her and she wasn't interested in him. So he left uh, National Lampoon because of it. Oh, snap. Yeah, but he he got his he got uh, uh Bill in and I mean the rest is history. But yeah, he's so he's so good and um he's so good in everything he fucking does. Brian Doyle. Brian Doyle. Well, she was Well, no, that she got married to Gene Wilder a little bit later. Yes. Well, uh Brian Doyle Murphy, Murray, I see Murphy. Brian Doyle Murray. Yeah, <laughs> uh, also Seinfeld, the Bubble Boy's father. Yeah. Yeah, so with um, he's reunites with Margot, different world, Mister Shirley and Margot. Um, but busy guy, uh, kind of just in a little bit of everything. Wrote Caddyshack. Uh, with, I uh, mean, even to this day, he's still like really active. Yeah, he's he's on um, television and uh, yeah, character. and like just yeah, and got that just, great gravelly voice. Oh, he's perfect, and and I couldn't see anyone more perfect for Mister Mister Shirley. And some of his his lines, like he just already, but he called him Mark Clark and Bill, and just the way he gets his name wrong every Baseball. time. My favorite scene is in the um, in the in his office, and just that established that really long desk, the awkwardness, the way it's shot. He's com- shot from a distance. Uh, and he keeps calling. He called him Greaseball, Grizzbald, uh, just name wrong every time. Completely indifferent to Clark's existence. And then, again, one of my other favorite lines in the movie: "Just I'm in the middle of an important call. Get me somebody, anybody. Get me somebody while I'm waiting." Yeah, and while line. Clark is just standing right there, and just <laughs> clearly. And, and Chevy Chase plays it perfectly with the big smile, like, like, ah, uh-huh. okay, I'll put it here. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, just a, uh, and then, you know, he ends up being a major plot point at the end, at the end of the film with the whole, yeah. whole kidnapping thing. They really, and he looks so like small in his little pajamas. Yeah, they really well, rub Chevy it Chase in. Chevy is also a big dude. They really rub it into you that if you cut your company's bonuses, you're, you're a slime ball and you should be beaten with a rubber hose. Yeah. The, 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 the article that I read that I didn't quite understand per se, uh, this movie was ahead of its time in that. And things real, then they really just like, you know what? We really can do this and get away with it. And they did. And then we'll all sing the national anthem at the end of the, at the end of the night together. <laughs> Again, a movie that was ahead of its time. Ahead of its time. No, no, I'm surprised no. They don't have to put that in every, at the end of every movie now. Right. No one was taking knees at the end of National Lampoon's <laughs> Christmas Vacation. Oh, uh-huh. man. Good, good group of picks you got there, Squeezer. Do you have anything oh, more thanks. on Mr. You Shirley? Too. I think you covered it all. Sorry it took so long to get that clip. I was having issues with my app. As I, no, 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 I no worries. I just wanted to throw some uh, love to Brian Doyle, Doyle Murphy. Um, Murphy. <laughs> Call back <laughs> to me being an idiot. Thank you for that. You're welcome. I appreciate that all the time. Uh, I'll, I'll probably, uh, we're probably going to watch this one more time my, when my sister comes to town tomorrow at 2 o'clock. As soon as we get back from my aunt's. This is the first movie that goes on, and uh, probably Christmas night too. So yeah, I'll probably watch it at least two more times. Oh, another line before I, that one. We talk about stuff that we don't get as kids until you're older, and the kidnapping or before the kidnapping scene. When he gets, when he first gets his Christmas bonus, 
and he's explaining the family and then how he mentions that he put down a deposit on the pool but until he got his christmas bonus and he didn't have enough money to cover the check he wrote and for me i it doesn't mean anything it didn't mean anything to me then but now i get it but the look on beverly d'angelo's face right that cutaway of her just the well, stare of absolute horror. Well, at, earlier in the movie, he said it's $7,500. You can't cover $7,500 you live in that house, Clark. You got to get, you got to set your fucking financial priorities. While well, he's spending $3,000 on, on electricity for Christmas <laughs> yeah, lights. So it's true. It's true. Well, this was fun, Squeeze. We had a good Christmas season this year. We really, uh, I think we really brought it more than Hallmark, I would say, Hallmark Channel. I would think so. It was a lot less depressing, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, you should have caught amnesia and fallen in love with me, and then we really would have had a good Hallmark storyline. Well, now we have something for next year. Yeah, we, we realize it's Christmas that really makes you find your true love for me. Or, or we can do one of those Christmas, uh, like, uh, uh, like Groundhog Day kind of things where it's like Christmas every day. Oh, yeah. And we'll just have to record one Christmas show, and we'll just release it, you know, every week, the same one for like four weeks and see if people get the joke that's true uh but we'll be back next no before the new year we'll have some we'll have one more before the new year right squeeze uh would we yeah but next week i'm gonna look at a calendar this, again this is up there with math as far as no no because most likely not because the new year new year's eve is on a monday yeah, well, I hope next Thursday or Friday we could record one or Saturday or one of those days. We'll get one. If not, we won't miss a week. If it, it, it might, is this week. It might be after the new year, but it will be in next week. Because <laughs> we are in this week now. Yes. we are. I feel like I'm in that scene in Spaceballs. I'm like, when is now? <laughs> when they're watching space, Spaceballs the movie? Yes. Now is now. Now is now. No, next week's next year. Next week's next year. Right. All right. Math aside, we're not, it's not a strong point. Squeeze and I want you to visit radiers.com on Christmas Day to see our special cereal, cereal review. And um, just have a great Christmas. That's all we ask. And yeah. Remember these memories because they should last forever. And have a good and Christmas. And happy holidays and all that. Yeah, happy holidays, Kwanzaa, Hanukkah, whatever you celebrate. Well, see, again, I've been over this before, too. Like, it, it doesn't matter. Like, you could say all those things to me that I'm not into. Yeah, I, right. I appreciate sure. the sentiment. It's the sentiment of it. Winter solstice, pagan holidays, all above the above. That's where it all started. We love Just you, the fans. Chilling, in, chilling inside, killing trees and yeah. eating meat and getting hammered. Yeah, and we're going to do a lot of that in the next few days. And... Um, we're going to be thinking of we you. you do, too. Uh, and hoping you're uh, enjoying the show while you're uh, preparing to do some crazy fun shit. Uh, so that's all for our Christmas specials. I'm RK. I'm Squeezer. Uh, we'll see. You. Have a good Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. We can cuddle up and do our Christmas dreaming.